anyone who engages in a podcast tour and thinks that because an episode is booked and because they get behind the mic, that they will see the transformations in their business by just showing up on the mic is completely incorrect. Yeah. You have to come and serve and show up and then maximize post-interview. You got to be connecting with the hosts. You got to promote the episode. You got to show your audience what you're doing. December 25th, 2018. It was our first Christmas in our new million dollar home. I checked all the boxes that promised me real freedom. I had a booming business, reaping fans, money, assets. And yeah, I was still sitting there on the couch pretending that I was watching that Christmas movie with my family while I was choking down the poison of anxiety. I still felt like that desperate kid who would take her clothes off for money, the kid who nearly overdosed to try to prove her worth to her friends, the kid that got pregnant at 19. I felt stuck, like I was stuck in the sands of time. I did all the right things, all the things that promised me freedom and it didn't add up. I realized a few things. I was still checking someone else's box. This was gonna be an inside job and I would do whatever it took to never feel that way again. Consider this podcast the rebranded, revamped, cool ass version of Alternative School. Alternative School for the Unruly, entrepreneur. This is for the innovators, the creators, the world changers, the service-minded, those who want the details on how to create a business that really, truly, finally fucking sets you free. I'm your host, Andrea Crowder, and welcome to the Unruly Entrepreneur Podcast. Let's go to the show. Welcome to the Unruly Entrepreneur. I know we have a lot of mutual friends, so it's fun to have you on the podcast and be meeting face-to-face first time in this really fun, more intimate space. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I've been so excited to get on and chat with you. Yeah, my pleasure. So before we get into the meat of today's call, and I know like you guys, this is this is one of the people that's like the go-to expert for being able to grow visibility and presence online, specifically using podcasts, which you and I are probably on the same page. I would agree. It's probably one of the freshest, best, best ways to be able to grow your message and your visibility on the internet today. So I'm so excited to talk about that. But before we do, tell us a little bit about you. Like, Who's the human behind this like I feel like you're a little bit of a mogul in the podcast industry. So I'm going to come out and say that. (laughs) Wow. Thank you. I'm going to replay that sentence every day when I wake up. (laughs) Do it. (laughs) Um, So yeah, it, it was a long, long, long journey to get here. I'll give the quick spark notes version, but I find the personal part, the human part behind or before I started this really led me up to this expression of what I do and who I am. So I have a long history of suffering from a mental illness. I was, I had my first depressive episode at 14 and was formally diagnosed with bipolar disorder at the age of 20. And I dropped out of college, 5150, an outpatient. I was told that I wasn't going to be able to really function in society. And it wasn't until I found entrepreneurship that I recognized that there was a vehicle and a path for me where I could be successful and I could actually show up in my value and in my worth and in my confidence. And so I found entrepreneurship in my early 20s. 
but it was a it was a rocky, rocky roller coaster. I started so many things that didn't go anywhere, but I really look back on that girl and I recognize how curious she was and how eager she was and how hungry and scrappy she was to figure out whatever the fuck she was trying to figure out. And so through massive amounts of trial and error, not only with my mental health, but also in business, I felt like my healing was happening in both areas and they were assisting each other together. I hopped on the mic six years ago and it was a very random story, which really honestly makes me believe in the synchronicities of life. But Mm -hmm. I was living next to a wholesale produce store and they opened up a podcast studio in the wholesale produce store. And because I went in and grocery shop there every day, they all knew me. So they're like, do a podcast. And so they produced it for free for me for a year. And I didn't know what I was doing, but I fell in love with the medium. Long story short, I wasn't really treating that podcast like a business. Like I wasn't taking it so seriously. And I knew that there was potential within this medium for myself and for others. And so I pivoted and started OKSIS podcast with my sister in 2018, almost five years ago. And that's when the magic of podcasting really came online for me. And I actually found my footing within this entrepreneurial world, within my career, within my mental health, within my personal development and fulfillment, because I was one. And we we always joke, my sister and I, that we're like two Jewish sisters who didn't know anybody and our career was headed nowhere. And all of a sudden, we're getting into rooms with women who we beyond admire and never thought we would have access to. And so suddenly we're interviewing celebrity entrepreneurs, we're interviewing best-selling authors, we're interviewing content creators, we're interviewing high-profile coaches, and our lives were being changed within these rooms. But what we recognized was that when we would post these episodes, our community would then follow our guests online, buy their product, listen to their podcast, buy their book. And that's when the aha moment went off for me, that being a guest on a podcast was a form of PR, and it was a form of PR that had ridiculously deep ROI because you're listening to someone for an hour. That just doesn't happen on social media anywhere else. It's not through the lens of a journalist. It's not curated. It's not edited. And so I just was seeing it happen in real time. And I had this idea. And so when I went to start it, everyone was like, I think you've like done enough. Like, I think you like now finally have a stable job. Like maybe we should stay there. And I just went for it. I had a list of a thousand women I wanted to represent. I emailed all a thousand within day one and Google uh, blocked my email because they thought I was spamming. So I opened up a second email to keep pitching and very quickly garnered up a roster of 10, quit my day job within three months and haven't looked back. And now it's been four years and we've booked almost three, or sorry, over 3000 episodes for our clients. And the same, like that hunch that I had and I was seeing happen has transformed our clients' careers to best-selling authors, getting thousands of Instagram followers, signing high retainer clients. So that's the story of how I got here. So I've been seeing in your name in the industry since at least 2020 as like the go-to person for someone who's going to help you become more visible using podcasts. And I guess more like audible, maybe (laughs) Mm -hmm. it it translates into visibility eventually when they come over to other social accounts. But, um, 
semantics, <laughs> but you had mentioned that there were some like little hiccups along the way or things that like you put your energy into that didn't work out. What, what would you say is the thing where you're like, I'm so glad that did not work out that at first you were maybe even a little disappointed by. Oh, like all of them, all of them I was disappointed by. I started a magazine and, you know, that was always my dream ever since I was young to have a magazine and we had success. It went into Barnes and Noble at issue three. We had Halsey on the cover, but I couldn't figure out how to make money off of it. Um, I poured my heart and soul into creating this media site and that didn't work out for me. I tried to do a social media agency and that didn't work out for me. I tried to do a blog. I mean, I really was on a hamster wheel of like, I just want to find the thing. And I just want to find the thing that lights me up and is fulfilling and that I can make money at. Like I I wanted both. I wanted both and I wasn't going to settle for one or the other. And so I think that because my mental health put me so low, I didn't really have anything to lose or anywhere. And I couldn't go backwards when a business didn't work. I was just like where I was at, right? And so, yeah, they were all really disappointing in the moment. And I felt like at the age of, I think I was 27 or 28 when I started the agency, I I did feel like my career wasn't exactly going anywhere or where I wasn't where I was supposed to. But had I not done all of those things, had I not been curious and gotten the failures out of the way, it wouldn't have led me to know that podcasting felt right and this business felt right because I had something to compare it to. So yeah, they all totally sucked, but like, thank God, because I'm here today and I couldn't be happier about it. I love that. You had the polarity of like, what felt so wrong that as soon as this came in, it was undeniable. Yeah. And like, there's so much, there's, there's so much value in that. And I preach about that all the time about like finding the thing that you really genuinely have in energy around and holding your fucking standards. For having both, for having the pleasure, the genuine interest and appeal. And then um, for like the actual work that you're doing, making money, of course, being profitable. Um, I would say like podcasting has become my favorite because I'm such an introvert. And whenever I don't want to be perceived, I was just talking to a friend. I was like, this guy is uh, wanted to like take me out on a date, but he's like, let's talk on the, he's like, let's FaceTime. And I'm like, do you ever have moments where you just don't want, don't want to be perceived? And he's like, am I getting catfished right now? I was like, I don't care if you have a feeling about this, but like, I'll get on the phone with you, but there's no way that I'm going to be on FaceTime right now. Yeah. And I was like, don't you know what that's like? And he's like, I literally cannot relate. He's like, I was like, you're an extrovert. He's like, yeah. And I was like, me, I can put on, it's almost like my podcast headphones give me a little hug and I can just go into a little cocoon and just talk to my friends, but I can close my eyes and see them, but nobody can see me. <laughs> it's so good. It's like the introvert's dream. <laughs> Honestly, it is the introvert's dream. And I think people get this mixed up because they're like, well, I'm so introverted. I can't go on podcasts. I'm like, no, your heart will sing Like there's nobody else in this room. So I don't have to pick up anyone else's energy because introverts do really well with small containers. Like if I go to a party, I usually find one person and I latch onto them and I'm having like a deep conversation in the corner, right. Where my husband like can bounce around and it's just totally energetic. So that also, I mean, it's taken me a long time to realize that like 
the way to be successful in whatever you do is to go with your physiology or your human design charter or whatever it is that you subscribe to. And the introvert part, like this, this shit gives me energy just being with you and talking and yeah. we kind of get the best of both worlds because we're also talking to so many people, but energetically, we don't feel that in the moment. It's just us. We can get into our daddy issues all by ourselves, yeah. <laughs> get into like the deep rich stuff that we're like, yes, this is our kink. We don't want to talk about all the surface level stuff. Please do not yeah. talk to me about the weather at a party. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So if someone's like, I think I'm ready to go on a podcast tour, what would you say to them about like, who's, who's ready for a podcast tour? Mm. What's already happened in their business? What do they need to have set up before you would say, yes, this actually really makes sense for you. Okay, so this is one of my favorite questions. Well, it's actually one of my favorite answers to this question because I think when we think about traditional PR or just PR in general, we have these benchmarks of where our business needs to be to invest in something like that to actually see the return come through, right? Like mm-hmm. Forbes is going to write about a very specific business. Entrepreneur is going to write about a very specific business and you have to hit certain benchmarks to be appealing to traditional PR and get yourself out there. The beautiful part about the podcast tour or the podcast industry in general is that there's 2 million podcasts, right? There's so many podcasts and they're not gatekeeped by editors or journalists. They're literally run by human beings. And so there are podcasts out there who are the version of you two years ago, who have an audience that the version of you two years ago can speak to. There are podcasts that just started that would love to have you on. Now, does that mean that like a huge financial commitment to work one-on-one with the agency is a good idea for everybody? Like maybe don't hire a publicist, right? I feel like for that point, you have to be really clear on your personal brand, have a great digital presence, be working on your business for a couple of years at that point to really understand what an investment is and to like put some cash behind that momentum. Mm -hmm. But this is why we launched the Podcast Tour Academy, because you could start your coaching business six months ago, and there are podcasts that want to talk to you. Like you can hop into the game at any point. And that's the most exciting part about it to me, because I think that in today, as industries get democratized, right? Like you don't have to be a host on a radio show to have a show. You can be a podcast. You don't have to be on a reality TV show. You can be an influencer. There's, there's it's in like the people's hands at this point. And so that's, what's exciting to me about podcasts, because as long as you have a message, as long as you have a story, which if you're listening to this podcast and you're a human being, like something, I'm just going to take a gamble and say that you have that. And I know you do. And if you think you don't, you're wrong. You a hundred percent do. There is a transformation you've been through. There is a version of you, like look at your two years ago. What does that girl need to know? That's what you're going to say on a podcast. And anyone can jump in at any time and get the momentum and the ball rolling. This strategy, I do not believe, is worth it to wait until you can get on bigger podcasts. I believe this strategy is the most effective when you jump in, you get dirty, you massage your message, you connect, and you consistently go on. If you do that over a long period of time, you will watch your career expand. Oh my gosh. One of the best podcast interviews I've ever been on is, uh, was to, with these two girls who have a 300 person Instagram following and they got the juiciest stories out of me. And also because they've been like so closely connected to me for so long, the way that they affirmed me to start the podcast, I'm like, 
I could use this. I could run ads to you just like talking about how great my programs are and how great my messaging is and stuff like that, just because they're, they were so excited, enthusiastic, and, and so genuine and meaningful the way that they affirmed me. And I'm like, I have no idea how many downloads a month that they get on there or per episode. It could be a hundred, it could be four, but that podcast was like worth it. Right. Mm -hmm, So like mm -hmm. a lot of times we're thinking it needs to be like a really big um, podcast or have, or someone with like a large audience already on social. And I've actually, I feel like more times than not gotten values out of the smaller podcast. So I know like micro influencers are actually kind of a a better strategy at first, wouldn't you say? Oh, a thousand percent. I mean, I've been on over probably 200 podcasts as a guest. I don't care how many Instagram followers you have. I don't care how many readings you have. I, I, I don't care what size, what I perceive, whatever, because I've been on some of the top podcasts. I remember when this message became very clear to me. I went home in the top podcast. I was so excited, Andrea. Like I had champagne ready for the day it went live. I was like, I'm going to go viral. I'm going to quit my day job. I'm going to have like 20,000 Instagram followers by the end of this. And it went live. Crickets. Yeah. Crickets. And guys, I told my fucking virginity story on that episode. Okay. Like I gave the juice, right? And Wait, we want to hear that next. <laughs> oh yeah. I can tell that story. It's a good one. It's like a very good one. Um, it was crickets. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? Yes. And then I went on one that was quote unquote numerically small and the DMs came in and I got a sale from that one. And that one actually moved the needle in a really beautiful way. So it really is, it, it's, and it goes back to why podcasting is special is because it's human. So it's not the number, it's the quality of the conversation and the human interaction that you're having that creates that ROI momentum post interview. And I would even say like the smaller podcasts are more excited to promote the episode more. So I feel like a larger podcast is like, well, I interviewed her and like, there's not really much in it for me. Like I'm going to post about it. So people know, like I filled my quota for my weekly episode and they don't always, I'm not saying this is true for everyone, but it is true sometimes that, Mm -hmm. you know, like what our, our, my physical product brand freak, we sent a PR box out to a major celebrity zero, we might've had five new followers on the account and zero sales from it and millions of followers. And she reached out to us through like somebody else. Like she saw one of our PR boxes and she's like, what's this company? So it was like a genuine like promotion and still like nada, but like the micro influencers really do it. Like they just put more energy behind it. And like the people with that are, have such large followings to an extent they've been promoting things for a while. There's like a fatigue around that in their audience Mm -hmm. and the newer, more micro ones, they're more intentional. They have more on the line. They're just starting. They're excited about what they're doing. And there's just a different level of presence and intention that comes along with working with someone on a micro level versus a macro level. Right. Okay. So if people want to go on a podcast tour, it sounds like we have two categories that we can work with somebody who can DIY it and go through your podcast tour Academy. And then somebody who can actually hire you guys as like a PR agency to get them booked. So you have two different offerings. Yeah. What would you say, like, has there ever been an experience where somebody maybe did one or the other too soon and like something behind the scenes broke? I, th- I think about that all the time. Like, do I have the systems to support this? If, if there's really a high value ROI on this, what, what do you, 
What do you recommend there? Do you mean as far as like, has a client entered one lane when she should have entered the other lane? No, I mean like making, I really want to make sure when someone makes a decision that they also really have their business prepped for success. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Okay. So if you work with us one-on-one, the perks of that on as far as like on your business end of things is that all of the pitching and all of the scheduling and all the strategy and the pitch writing, et cetera, is done for you. So Mm -hmm. Your time commitment is really your intake form. So having a clear idea of your brand, what your talking points are, what a successful podcast tour looks like for you. Are you launching something? Is this something to do for brand awareness? That's kind of like your heavy lifting, which happens in the first week. And then from there, uh, the, the perks is that we do all of the behind the scenes work for you so that you just show up and give the interview. So if that sounds like, ooh, hell yeah, I'm ready for that level of support, the one-on-one is probably the, the best option. However, if you're thinking about that, the things that I say a business should always have to really maximize that type of a high quality service is what does your schedule look like? Are you ready to be on podcasts? Can you prioritize this and show up in this way? Are you energetically and emotionally ready to play a long game? Because sometimes we can bring a podcast in in January and it doesn't get scheduled until April and then it doesn't get published till August, right? Like there's a line of lag, there's a lag time. So there's a, there's, in my opinion, like an energetic, emotional understanding when one hires an agency that they're committed to a long-term and that they're relinquishing control of the results to the expert in many ways. And then on the business back side of things, what's your CTA? Like, do you have a clear system set up? So if someone comes in from a podcast, are you giving them like a free a freebie or a code or on your intake form, does it say where someone found you so that you can track those results and those ROI, which is honestly, I'll be very honest, the trickiest part about what we do. Because if the client doesn't have the tracking system within her business, it's mm-hmm. very difficult to capture who came from podcasts and who just came on Instagram and said hi one day, right? Right. So it's about having a clear offer on the back end and funneling them appropriately or tracking appropriately on the other side. But it also depends on your goals. Like if you just want brand awareness and you don't want to promote a book or you don't want to promote a course, that's also a beautiful idea too. I do it all the time for myself. I'm like always on a podcast tour. Um, so what you need, I say, is a clear business, a clear personal brand, a good digital touch point, website and Instagram that looks put together. You don't need a lot of Instagram followers. You really don't. We have some women who have 500 Instagram followers that we've been getting on top podcasts. It just needs to look cohesive and beautiful. You need to be authentic. You need to be ready to show up. And that's kind of, that's really it. And you have to be okay with the budget and the money that you're spending. You have to energetically get behind that. For the the DIY service, I find that those women either just started their business and they're willing to do it all. They're willing to be scrappy. They're willing to send the pitches out. They want to be the ones in the weeds. Maybe they have a virtual assistant. Maybe they don't. It's usually solopreneurs, right? They're maybe one or two years into their business. They haven't hired anybody or they have a VA and them and the VA are tag teaming it. And in that way, they also have to have the tracking on the back end, which is in the podcast tour academy, we go through all the things you need to have ready, like your bio, your CTA, your links, your tracking, how to maximize, et cetera. But as far as like what your business needs, you just got to be a running business for a little bit and know why you're doing what you're doing. That's the key part, I think, is people don't go in with an intention. 
And when you're not clear on where you're trying to go, you get very like, um, frantic kind of chaotic, chaotic results. Oftentimes you're struggling with the tracking of like, is this working? Is it not? And then what I see happen is like people come to me because they're, they go into this like fight, flight, or freeze response of like, nothing's working. I wasted so much money. Like when I invested, I was just telling someone right before this call, like my first website that I ever did like really, really did. I spent 30 grand on Mm. what. And as we're going through this process, I'm like, it's not working. Nothing's going to come from it. Actually, it, it it did bring value, not enough for 30 grand. I don't think you need a $30,000 website. I don't even think you need a $3,000 website anymore. But yeah. I started panicking over the investment of just automatically going towards if I don't see the ROI right now, it's not working. So I love also oh what God. you said about the long game. Like, Okay. So this is a part and I'll, I, I, I get nervous to talk about this part because I like the, the judgment in me or the inner shadow or like the playing small version of me is like, don't say this because it sounds like you're justifying why your pricing is this much. Well, well, we all have this shit to work on, especially as we upgrade our services and our pricings, et cetera. But the most successful clients and the most successful students, hands down, trust the process, trust their investment, do not try to control the investment are patient, understand the long game and maximize the results on their end. Anyone who engages in a service, I'll use ours as an example, anyone who engages in a podcast tour and thinks that because an episode is booked and because they get behind the mic, that they will see the transformations in their business by just showing up on the mic is completely incorrect. You have to come and serve and show up and then maximize post-interview. you got to be connecting with the hosts. You got to promote the episode. You got to show your audience what you're doing. The audience doesn't owe you the ROI. You owe yourself to show up at your fullest potential if you're going to be putting money down. It is a responsible thing. It's It's a collaboration. And I'm so passionate about this because I've invested big ticket items in my life, personal development, coaching, building a website, et cetera. I take 150% responsibility over the outcome of that decision and over the outcome of that ROI. And in doing that, maybe it doesn't end up exactly how I planned it, but I always find pockets and ways to use it to my advantage and grow to the next level. So if you're intentional about your if you're intentional about your investments, if you take responsibility and if you're willing to show up, it will pay you back over time. Just be open to receiving those fruits in different ways at different moments. And, you know, hindsight is 2020. So that's, that's what I have to say about that. Don't just drop your mic, throw it, just throw (laughs) the damn mic. (laughs) Yes. I cannot agree with you more. It's so crazy how you're right. And control energy is like, you know, gripping the balls of the universe in my personal opinion. Like it's not Mm -hmm. allowing something. If you try to serve a wine too soon, it's not going to taste good. So let something age, let something become its full embodied value. And, um, and that takes time. The best stuff does take time, but that doesn't mean that you can't have some sort of like results in your business. In the meantime, it means like a podcast tour specifically is typically a longer ROI every once in a while. Like I really did have a huge immediate ROI by being on Catherine Zinkina's podcast. A lot of people flooded over to me into my, into my program, regulate around emotional regulations. That's where I found you. And I was like, Oh, I've heard your name a million times. 
And then I listened to the podcast and I was like, okay, now it's time to follow Andrea. That was like my in to you. Yeah. I, I have a ton of people that have come over. We call it in my team, the Catherine effect, because everybody who's yeah. on her podcast, any brand that she talks about her whole audience just flocks to them because she is so honest and so real and so dependable yeah. and she doesn't promote shit, obviously. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, like every time she tags me, I'm like, why am I getting blasted with new followers right now? And I'm like, did Catherine tag me? <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah. She's amazing. She's amazing. But that's such a rare experience. Mm-hmm. Most, most of the time you're not going to get that immediate, like clear, obvious ROI. So what would you say? Well, I feel like you actually just answered this one. Like be, be resourceful, use these resources in your own way, get your own ROI. So I love that. Um, okay. So you have your podcast tour Academy where people can mm-hmm. DIY this themselves. And that's great for people who are just starting you guys. If somebody tries to come and hire me as like a private coach, and I can tell they're like scraping money together to be able to get on my calendar. I'm just going to say no to them because you walk in there and you're already walking in afraid, which means you have compromised creativity and intuition. So like, don't go try to hire a scout as a private like PR company that's going to prom- or get you on podcast if you are literally wrecking your nervous system in order mm-hmm. to do that. So yeah, you, you talked about this. Tour first. Yeah, you talked about this on another episode and it was such permission for me to fully embody that notion because I've always known it and I've always you know, try to embody it while also giving other people permission and responsibility over their life and their choices. Mm-hmm. And that is why I created the podcast story Academy because I was noticing that there was so, I'm standing on the call with so many women and there's so many female entrepreneurs in my community where I would talk to them and they'd be like, I really want to do this. I have to figure out how to get the funds together, or this is like going to be a big stretch, et cetera. And it didn't feel good in my body to take that money because that's not going to work for either of us. Like if you have a gut as a service provider, if you have a gut instinct on a sales call that something's not right, something is not right. And it's not going to go to full fruition. And so I was like, I have all these women who I believe have incredible stories and huge potential to impact and serve and change whatever paradigm they're changing, shifting how can I service them in a way that makes sense for their business model? And that's why I created the PTA because, you know, we're, we're pretty much, I'll say the only agency that's actually specialized in this for four years. I mean, we've booked over 3000 podcast episodes. So we've created the framework, like we've created the strategy, the steps, the database that we have. And so I was like, how can we take all of this and essentially train other people to do this for themselves internally, because I believe in the power of this long-term strategy. So that's exactly why the PTA was created, because I noticed so many women at different levels of the game. And yet, just because they were in a different financial level of the game, didn't mean that their stories and their businesses weren't worthy of being on podcasts. So that's how the PTA was born. If you guys took something out of, I feel like there's, there's like a double gift inside of that, which is there's a way for you guys to start without paying, um, a rate that your nervous system can't handle yet. 
some of you guys are ready. Some of you guys are like, I have the nervous system. I have the cash. Where's the painful button? <laughs> yeah. like everything for you guys below you're ready. And some of you guys aren't, but also what I just heard as an entrepreneur is not everybody's going to be ready. And so what is it that you can give someone so that they can start their journey before they can pay a private rate? If you're a coach, mm-hmm. like people can start working with me at 37 or $38 between wow. like, um, underdog is probably our most affordable way to get into our world. And people love that program. People are like, I can't believe I only paid $38 for this program. So like, and of course now I've built out a whole, a whole program library where people can like inch up into, to whatever they want to. But I love that you gave them a starting point that their nervous system that could handle, but Mm -hmm. also to where they didn't have to wait in order to start to get results by working in your world. And by having access to your wisdom because your wisdom is creating such a powerful, um, like collapsing time effect in somebody's business and their journey just by, I mean, over 3000 podcast book, that's a lot of wisdom. <laughs> I know. I like, I think about it sometimes. Cause you know, we get, we get bogged down in the day-to-day of our business. We're doing operations. We're paying invoices. We're doing taxes. We're doing all that yeah. stuff. And sometimes I sit and I zoom out and I think about the fact that our agency was the, I don't know what the word is, the facilitator of 3000 podcast episodes, all women's stories, Mm -hmm. all women's stories and women whose businesses we believe in. I mean, that's millions and millions of people who have heard female stories in business that have created an impact and a ripple effect throughout their lives and throughout the world. And when you zoom out, when we all zoom out, like all of us, when we get out of the day-to-day and the minutia of what we do as women specifically, I believe there's such a bigger mission and a purpose behind what the systems and what our services actually sell. And if we can really, really sit in that frequency, it's pretty fucking mind-blowing and it's incredible to celebrate that we create businesses that create impact. And I think that's that's something that women sometimes shy away from honoring and acknowledging and accepting. And it's pretty fucking cool. So I wrote in an email recently um, this mantra that I've been playing with, which is take the medicine, become the medicine, share the medicine. So it's mm. like learn your lessons embody them to where their muscle memory and then create a piece of content or package it into an offer. And then it becomes like somebody else's inheritance. And so what you're doing is, and then the other language that I use that I feel like is going to be such a powerful visual for you is that every time a woman shares her story, it's like, we're microdosing people with wisdom. Mm. So you imagine like, uh, you know, a psilocybin experience where like, you're seeing these pictures and like, you're having this revelation. And a lot of people are literally microdosing, um, in order to get that experience, but also women sharing our stories, especially through podcasts, because you're right. It's not getting edited. It's not, our stories are not getting washed of the wisdom the way that they used to. Yeah. It's very potent. Yes. So like I've, I, I tell my audience all the time, I'm like, I bet you're already microdosing people. You're just not getting paid for it. (laughs) Yeah. A hundred percent, a thousand percent. The friend you're talking to, the coworker, your team, whatever it is, whatever you feel fired up, right. And you're like in your personal power, you're microdosing a bunch of people. One thousand percent. Yeah. Uh, 
It's so impactful. I know we talked a lot about like strategy and like why you guys would want to do this and who this is for, but like, if you were to say to the person and like really speak to their heart, like, why would you call them up into this next level of, of business or a different phase of business by sharing their story through podcasting? You know, what's coming up for me is I think about this a lot, like who am I talking to and and why does this matter? And the thing that I keep, and like my heart is racing, the thing that I keep coming back to is like, I know what it's like to yearn Mm. inside, to yearn for the visibility, for the impact, for the reach, for the success, for the alignment, for the fulfillment. And I know what it's like to see other people in that. And the thing that's shifted my entire life is knowing that the bridge between me and that other person isn't rocket science. It's literally not rocket science. And it's available to everybody. Like that bridge is available to everybody. Is it an easy bridge to cross? No. But if you yearn for it inside, it it makes me sad and upset to know that there are people out there, women out there, who are dreaming things for their business. They are dreaming to get behind the mic. They're dreaming to talk to their favorite podcast host. They're dreaming to have the network and the followers and the best-selling book and the impact and the clients and all those things. And they don't think they can get there because they're not somebody else. When if they just realize that there's nothing special about them, there's nothing special about me. There's nothing special about Andrea. There's nothing special about Catherine Zinkina or Amy Porterfield or any of the people that you idolize and love. They just fucking walked across the bridge. That's it. That's it. And so you can too. And so if you're looking, if, if you're emotional like me, and you're looking to tap into that magic within, this is the medium to do it. And this is the medium to do it. And if you want a human experience while you internally grow, while you network with other hosts, while you get in front of new audiences, while you massage your messaging, while you itch away and build your confidence, interview after interview after interview. And if you're willing to say yes to things that open doors versus closed doors, this is the thing I will do all day long. You will see me on a podcast multiple times a week in this sacred space. And so, yeah, it's like the bridge is for everybody. You don't have to be special to walk down the bridge. We're all just human. Mm, That's so good. You said the word yearn and the one that came to me was ache. I feel like those are the same, right? Yeah, Yeah, it is an aching and it does feel the same. It's just like, there's this aching for either you being visible on your podcast or the person who needs your visibility has that ache. And like, Mm -hmm. it's not going to get fulfilled if you don't stand up and grab the mic. Yeah. And Uh, real quick, I want to, I want to piggyback off that a little bit. Sometimes, and I get it now, right? Like you need to show up for the person who needs you, right? Like the wisdom that you have can incredibly impact somebody else. And sometimes that idea or concept is too much for us to internally digest or get behind because we don't have the confidence in ourselves yet to understand that our story could actually do that for somebody else. 
So just like full permission to do it because you want to be on a fucking mic and be seen and like do all the things like full permission to just do it for your ego for two seconds, because in the process of doing that, you will see the impact and then you will be able to connect to the part of you that is confident that what you have to say will impact and affect others. Thank you for saying that we are like constantly in the unruly brand talking about like your guaranteed success checklists are the things that are going to fully satisfy you that you have Mm -hmm. control over. So like if grabbing the mic just feels fun for you and you're like, I just want the experience for the experience, grab it. Like there doesn't always have to be this like noble cause attached to it. And I actually think it has its own noble cause in that you're just showing up like fully vibrant and doing the things that really make you happy. So like there's some like an undertone of nobility and like generosity in that, that I think the world will really appreciate. So like whatever your reason is, it's worth it. Amen. You can be the noble cause. You can be the noble cause. That'll work. You're the one. (laughs) (laughs) When we love that for you. Scout, you are so remarkable. I know it's so funny. I can't remember who the second person was that like mentioned your name when I was like, I think we're supposed to go on a podcast tour. Like I just started getting this like deep knowingness um, earlier this year. And then, oh yeah, that's right. Heather. Yeah. Um, Thank you. And Uh, And then I was talking to my speaking coach, Allison Bird, like I hired her to help me cultivate my messaging. And I was like, I think I'm supposed to go on a podcast tour. And she's like, I know the person. And I was like, wait, who is it? And she's like, Scout. And I was like, no way. (laughs) So like, you are the person that like the names in the industry think of when it comes Mm -hmm. to this work. And that was showcased to me independently through people who don't even know each other, but people who really do have a lot of clout in the industry. They know who's the best. They know who's failed enough to know what works. And like, I think that that's why people go to you is because you have been willing to try everything and like figure out the nuts and bolts of it to create like the, the, the path of least resistance for people when it comes to this work. So thank you for not giving up. Thank you for letting go of those other businesses when you knew it wasn't the right thing. And for continuing to hold the standard for the satisfaction, the pleasure, the fun and all of it. And the thing that is going to be monetizable and meaningful for you. Thank you. I'm a little bit speechless. I get a little bit speechless after moments like that, but I'm receiving it. Good. Take it in. And you guys hit those show notes because I'll drop the links for everything. You guys know if the podcast tour Academy is for you or reaching out and working with scout and her team, um, privately, that might be the next option, or maybe you just let this percolate for a little bit and that's okay. If there's no action to be taken today, but the seed's been planted and when you're ready, you're resourced with who to go to first. So thank you guys. And we will see you on the next episode. Wouldn't it be kind of life-changing if there were a way to eliminate ways of thinking that are diluting power in the free thinkers and the new leaders? These are the people who are pushing the conversation forward, the ones that maybe have even considered walking away, but the ones that humanity certainly cannot afford to lose. My promise to you is that words thoughts and opinions of others can begin to roll off like a soft waterfall while you remain naked and seen for who you are and unafraid to be known. The idea of cancel culture leaves you feeling untriggered and unwavering. The idea of 
someone ending up in your DMs and vomiting judgment and illusion all over your sacred container will not even phase you. I mean, right now, logically, you already know that their opinions don't teach me anything about me and everything about them, and yet it still hurts, and what if it didn't? How fast can you go? How fast could you move if someone came in and took the dial of that thought that's creating the painful emotion around, don't they know who I am? They don't, don't they see my heart? I know that's what they're thinking. Don't they see my heart? Don't they see that I'm here for them? And yet it still hurts. But what if it didn't? What if you could just see them and say, wow, I know they're in pain and you didn't join them. Wouldn't it be life-changing if someone grabbed that dial and turned it down to a zero so that you can stay, you can plant your flag of your beliefs, your thought systems, your values, your ways of thinking and your ways of doing things that are new, that are fresh, that contradict how society has been run, but you are unwavering. That flag is unwavering. Those moments where you find out that there's a Reddit thread being written about you or you're afraid that that's on the horizon for you don't actually cause any sort of emotion. It evokes no fear. Let them talk, you say. Let them talk. Wouldn't it also be life-changing if you learned even a new way of speaking, a new way of delivering messaging that even created deeper unity within your community? Oh, that was good. Deeper unity within your community. That is who I created my new program known for. We're going to eliminate obligatory energy. We're going to eliminate fear of cancel culture. We're going to eliminate the ways of thinking that are diluting power in your body so that you can stay moving fast, so that you are unafraid to be seen, so that you don't find yourself sometimes wanting to hide and feeling like you're wincing, like it's you're just afraid the next metaphorical hit is coming and you're just like bracing yourself. What if you didn't need to brace yourself anymore because you knew that if the hit came, it would just blow through you like a breeze. It would just wash over you like a waterfall. Well, you stand firm. Will you remain naked and seen for who you are and unafraid to really be known? This program is going to be for people who are already using their voice, for people who are already putting themselves out there. And you want someone to just strip those feelings, go in and take that dial wherever that dial is tuned to, anywhere between a zero to a 10 and just dial it down to a zero to where the thought, maybe even the thought occurs, but there's no emotional signature behind it that causes discomfort. And you can just say, fascinating, the thought occurred and keep going and stay visible and even get bigger than you already are. That is who known is for. This is for the leaders who need someone to have their back to keep them moving fast, to keep the journey, to keep the car that they're riding in feeling smooth and pleasurable. 
even when it seems like there might be a storm, a storm coming, the top on that convertible is still down, that wind is still in your hair, the music is still on, and you are running into it knowing that there is this force field that has been built around you, this force field that I will build around you to where you can be moving through the storm and it's like you are unfazed by the elements of it. That is who I want, desire, and know that I am destined to serve in this program called Known. You lean back and you let me take that knob and dial it all the way down to a zero and build that force field around you so that you can continue to roll into the storm that is society that that wants to send debris at you because everything that you stand for is the opposite of everything that we've ever known. And yet this is where we're going. This is where society is going. This is where liberation exists and you stand for it and I stand for you. You stand for it and I stand for you. Click the link in the show notes.